Welcome to another episode of That's My Jam, a podcast in which we talk about music and pop culture from all over. I hope everyone has had a wonderful week. I know I certainly did. With the spooky season finally come to a close, I'd say I enjoyed the entire month. I went to a haunted house with my bestie, which was really a really cool experience, but I'll probably never do it again. I'm not too keen on getting scared on purpose, but I am happy that I faced my fears. Plus, my bestie got a good laugh out of it. I guess everybody wins. Maybe? Mm, don't know. I spent some time downtown for a girls' night. Everybody was looking really cool in their costumes. Saw a lot of sexy whatevers and inflatable chickens and canned beverages walking around. I just hope everyone um, had a good, safe time. Everybody got home safe. That if you went to a party and you had people with you, you left with those same people, X, Y, Z. Because I think that's really important during that time of year. All right? So, let's get into the pop culture segment, y'all. First off, I know I said I wouldn't get into the Kanye thing anymore, but I definitely feel the need to update the situation. So, Ye found himself not only walking through hell with gasoline draws on, but now he has come out of the burning inferno looking like a KFC extra crispy chicken bucket after making anti-Semitic comments on a podcast. The punishment for said comments were swift and well-deserved. Hell, even Skechers turned him away at the door after being dropped by Adidas. Within a week, his biggest sponsors and brand deals cut him off at the Achilles heel. His net worth has gone from the billionaire status to being back to the millions, and it doesn't seem to be stopping. For me, it came down to a big question. Would Ye stand by his ideals and beliefs because, you know, he's so controversial and he likes to speak his truth or, you know, or would he just fold up and apologize? Well, I got my answer not even over that weekend when it happened where he went live on whatever YouTube, Instagram, I don't exactly remember which, but he basically just made a very weak apology for his comments. And even though it was interesting, it was just too late. You know what I'm saying? It was very weak apology. On top of it, it just came way too late. (laughs) But had this been any other person they would probably have been destitute by now but kanye has had um has enough to live a very life a lifestyle still but that's not his punishment i really believe his punishment is that eventually he's gonna become a social pariah uh not even in the big business world but even in Hollywood he's going to be a social pariah and for somebody that's as egotistical as he is the punishment is probably worse than death but you know that's just my theory I think we could all learn from this situation many of the lessons um I cannot say on this podcast but if you know you know (laughs) and if you know me we done had this conversation so I'm not going to repeat myself okay now For more happier news, I guess, y'all, I got to give praise for a new stop motion film that just came out on Netflix called Window and Wild. This movie has everything going for it. It has a great animation, awesome voice actors, a really um, touching storyline and diverse fun characters. The soundtrack is beyond phenomenal. Um, it was released October 21st, 2022, and is directed by Henry Selick and produced by Jordan Peele, Henry Selick, Ellen Goldsmith-Vane, and Wynne Rosenfeld. 
Window and Wild tells the story about a troubled teen named Kat, played by Lyric Ross, who's admitted to an all-girls school as part of a rehabilitation program. After the loss of her parents and racked with guilt, she turns to her personal demons named Wendell, played by Keegan, Keegan Michael Key. <laughs> I'm not used to saying his whole name. And Wild, played by Jordan Peele, to bring them back to life in exchange to help them build their fair. And I can't really rave enough about how good this movie is. There's a healthy dose of comedy. There's heartwarming moments. And at times, it goes to very dark places that even I wasn't expecting. Combined with the music put together by Bruno Colias. I hope I said that right. I'm so sorry if I butchered that. Um, he makes uh, for It makes for an interesting watch. For me personally, I also wanted to see more black animated characters in movies, especially in stop motion, which is one of my favorite uh, animation styles. Cat as a character alone was something that grabbed my attention in the trailer. She's the main character, a female black lead, and they made her punk, okay? I cannot stress that enough. When, when it comes down to punk, Punk is not just a fashion statement, and punk is not just um, a style of music. Punk is a lifestyle for a lot of people. Ever since the late uh, the late 70s and all the way throughout the 80s and so on and so forth, where it's kind of started in the UK and then it sort of trickled down uh, in the United States where it became really, really popular. And the whole thing with being punk or living the punk lifestyle is that they're very kind of anti-establishment. Um, they are very uh, like DIY types of people. Um, and they, they punks are just really cool. That's all I can say. Punks are really cool. I love punks, especially black punks, um, especially uh, POC punks. And this movie did not fail to represent that. But you know what else they also didn't fail on representing? And that was a trans Latinx character named Raul who uses he, him pronouns. I, I am, I was beyond amazed by that, especially since Mexico, um, which is, you know, a big country in South America, has finally um, recognized uh, gay marriage all around. So congratulations, Mexico, for that, um, because I know that was pretty big struggle for LGBTQ plus A um, individuals down there. So congratulations. And to have this Latinx character represented in this movie is it's just fucking amazing. It really is. I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry for cussing mama. But this is just really amazing. And I nearly teared up because of just all the things that this movie had going for it. There's something for everyone in this film. When I was younger, this was the type of stuff I dreamed of seeing on screen. And often us minorities had to pick from the scraps that Hollywood was willing to give us. And now we live in a time where our dreams are finally coming true. Even at my age, I've become inspired by Kat and all the other characters in this movie. And if you just want me to be plain, it's a all around great film that I highly recommend everyone check out. You will not be disappointed.
All right, time for the album release dates. I'm giving y'all the 411 on albums and singles to look out for during the week. These were released between the 26th of October all the way up to November 2nd. Um, again, the thing about album and single release dates is just they are subject to change. So these dates may not be completely accurate. I can only just give y'all a generalized look at what is coming out or has already come out okay so if you want to look up your own information go on wikipedia go on billboard go to pitchfork or any of those other sites that are doing a bunch of lists like that okay look for the artists that you love but these are the ones that stuck out to me okay so you had kodak black come out with cutthroat bill volume one uh never broke again um came out with nightmare on 38th street pentatonics uh, holidays around the world they got a christmas album um smino love for rent which funny enough i found out that smino was related to denzel curry i didn't know that that was pretty interesting and last but not least we got whiz kid with more love less ego um it's supposed to be it's supposed to come out november 3rd that's what was confirmed so it's probably out by uh by the time this podcast comes out so i don't know um, so you had a few singles that came out. Um, these singles, um, I got this from my Spotify release dates or whatever. So it may be different for you. I don't know. I'm just going by what I'm what I'm finding, okay? Uh, we got Lift Me Up by Rihanna for the new Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. Shirt by SZA. Bikini Bottom by Ice Spice. For the Night by Chloe and Lotto and Money, uh, More Money, Money, excuse me, Money in Love, uh, by Wizkid, which I did hear that, um, during, um, the following week it was really good. So check that one out. Now, I kind of want to, I kind of want to make a couple of jokes because this episode is going to get a little bit melancholy from here. So just prepare yourself, okay? Now, I just want to throw out a few jokes, get a few laughs in, because like I said, um, it's been a really rough week for everybody. So get this. Everybody's favorite baby maker. (laughs) Uh So this particular um, release took me by surprise. Um, But I got to tell y'all, not because I think y'all will listen to it, but because the Leo in me wants to be messy. Ridiculous Canon released an album back in May to little to no fanfare called The Explicit Tape Raw and B. That's right. Ridiculous Canon is getting his R. Kelly sexy time on. Yes, you heard the title, and guess what? He managed to get features on this. He got Chris Brown, K. Michelle, Jacquees, Ricky Rose, and Brandy. Nick Condom, excuse me, Cannon, has been dropping albums like his baby since 2013 and hasn't stopped. <laughs> he definitely has the money and clout to put it together, but does he have the talent? That's what I'm going to find out when I give this a listen and report back on another episode. For me personally, I'm doing this because I can see the potential cheese that's going to ooze from this album. And I look forward to every cornball moment this album has to offer. Please wish me luck.
All right, everybody, let's get to the album review. As mentioned last week, Quavo and Takeoff released an album as a duo called Only Built for Infinity Links. It was released October 7th, 2022 under Quality Control, Capitol Records, Motown Records, and YRN. Features include Mustard, Young Boy Never Broke Again, Young Thug, Gunna, Summer Walker, Birdman, and Gucci Mane. The album consists of a whopping 18 tracks and runs about an hour. It landed at number 7 on the Billboard Top 200 last month. Quavo and Takeoff grabbed inspiration from their Atlanta roots and made many Southern rap homages throughout the album. The album takes from the title of Raekwon's album, Only Built for Cuban Links. Using trap music as a foundation, they do a great job adding on other Southern rap styles from the 2000s while adding on features to, with Birdman and Gucci Man, respectively. When I listened to Only Built for Affinity Links, I did notice that it started off very strong with tracks like Tony Stark's and Bars into Captions, but then declined in the middle with tracks like To the Bone featuring Young Boy Never Broke Again, and eventually picks back up with tracks such as Messy and Nothing Changed. I Because when you have 18 songs, eventually the album is going to drag a bit, and then things start sounding the same, which was my biggest gripe with this album. I believe songs could have been taken out, such as 2.30 and Not Out. I think they were some of the weaker tracks on the album, but my personal favorites from this album was Tony Stark's, which was a bob. It had some really great lines that were humorous and fun. There was actually one line from the album that I did hear the wrong, um, the wrong way the first time I listened to it. And it was the line, I call the stick a baked potato because it's fully loaded. And, you know, if you were to uh, replace the word stick with Another word that rhymes with stick and, you know, replace it with a D, <laughs> then you kind of get my drift there. So I did hear it wrong the first time. I mean, to be honest, even if you were to flip those words around, it would still work. So I don't know. I got a pretty good crack out of that. So it was a lot of great lines throughout it. It really showed... Um, uh, Takeoff and Quavo's like, sense of humor. Um, so I did enjoy that. Uh, let's see. Bars into Captions also samples Outcast So Fresh So Clean. It's a very bouncy track that traps you into its nostalgia web, but you really don't care because it's ATL, ho. That don't sound right coming from me, but if you're from that area, it sounds much better. So bear with me. Us versus Them was another standout track for me. Gucci Mane's verse was really well done in that one. Nothing Change had a very heartfelt verse from Takeoff that pulled me in a little bit. I could sort of hear the emotion from Takeoff that was really refreshing and open. Quavo definitely holds his own lyrically throughout the album, but Takeoff was the stronger of the two, I believe. I enjoyed how well the two of them bounced off of each other. The duo kept on theme, comparing themselves to Infinity Link Chains, while doubling the meaning being, you know, them being in the game with each other forever. They definitely put their all into making the album happen, and they truly sound as if they were having a good time in the process. There are, however, three main issues that I had with this album that I would like to acknowledge, but respect at the same time. 
The first being that after a while, the album does drag. And like I said earlier, eventually I felt myself kind of zoning out. This brings me to my second issue. The album was long AF. We're talking 18 tracks and an hour worth of listening time. So that's kind of a bit much for me. But some tracks some tracks stand at at least three minutes. So it sort of makes up for it. My last issue, and the one that I do respect wholeheartedly, is that they do go back to their roots sonically. I wouldn't say that they added anything that new or refreshing to it, but a couple couple with the runtime and songs sounding the same after a while doesn't really help with that. What I will say is that when it comes down to Migos or just Quavo and Takeoff respectively when it comes to this particular album, what you see is what you get. They know who they are and they know what it what they wanted to accomplish. And I think they did just that. Essentially, what you see is what you get. That's either that's neither good or bad. It's just a fact. If you wanted something a little more experimental, then this may not be what you want to hear. But if you want something to dance to and just bounce your head to, you want something to twerk to, then the duo welcomes you with open arms. With that being said, I put only built for infinity links in the okay category. I ended up liking only seven out of the 18 tracks, which I added all of them to my playlist. This was a fun album that allowed Quavo and Takeoff shine in a way they hadn't before. They gave their audience a great wave of nostalgia while displaying styles and lyrics that they built over the years. I appreciate this album for what it is. And it, I have to say that it really did have really great potential um, for the duo. And I really was looking forward to seeing what they was going to do next as a duo. Um, unfortunately, we would never know what the potential would have turned into because November, November 1st, 2022, Kari Ball, aka Takeoff, was fatally shot and killed after a party in Texas. Before this, I already had plans to review this album, which I explained on my Facebook page. Uh, so when I heard the news, I was really shocked. What I will say, and this is coming strictly from the heart. I don't have nothing written down right now. So this is what I'm going to say. I and probably many others of you will probably agree. I didn't listen to the Migos like that. But you know what? Migos was so infectious, so popular, so cool that you really could not escape them. From the time where when they first started from 2008 and onward, like there was no stopping them, especially when it got around to the 2010s. There was no stopping them. They were definitely one of the ones that made trap music mainstream. And you cannot deny that. I don't care if you thought Migos as a group wasn't all that great or if you thought they were legends. You could not deny that when they came on the scene, something shifted in hip-hop. And because of that, hip-hop has not quite been the same ever since. And that's not a bad thing. I think change is good in hip-hop. At the time, I don't think a lot of us saw that. 
But if for those of us that's really into hip hop, we felt that change. We heard that change. We knew something was on the horizon. And now hip hop has become so mainstream. Trap music has become so mainstream that you can listen to any type of music outside of the U.S., especially in like South Korea and um, South America and other places like that. You're going to hear trap music influences. You are. And Migos help bring that to the forefront. So I'm not even going to take that away from them. And I didn't always listen to the Migos, but I did grow up, I grew up with them. From the time I was a teenager up into my adulthood and up until now. And I can't deny that there was several songs that marked some very essential parts of my life. And I had fun. I had fun with them being together. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> the songs didn't always hit for me, but I had a good time regardless. The Bad and Bougie era, the Hannah Montana era, all that, all that, you know? And it's so sad because Takeoff as a person, you know, wasn't very showy, very flashy. He stayed, he seemed to stay to himself, but, you know, he spoke when he needed to. And you could tell he had a real passion for what he did. And he finally got to really display his chops, display his talent on this album. He shined. He really shined. And I was impressed. I really was. I was impressed by Quavo and Takeoff both in this album. And I had also heard Offset solo stuff. And I'm, you know, impressed. They, hmm, how should I put this? It, for me, I'm just tired of hearing young black men, especially young black rappers, dying at the hands of gunplay. I really am. Takeoff is the last person. Um, many, many of these young black rappers are the last that I even expected to, to die in such tragic ways, taken from this earth before they even really had a chance to really give the world what they wanted to give, you know? Um, when I found out, like, Takeoff wasn't no much older than I am, it really hit me. Because it makes me wonder, did he get to do everything that he wanted to do? And as far as I know he was a private person, so I don't think he was ever married. And I don't think he ever had kids, but hey, who knows? I don't know. I didn't keep up with like like that. And now he won't even have that chance. And I feel so awful for his family. I know they're going through it, and I feel horrible for Quavo and Offset because they was doing this thing together for the longest. It It sucks. It really sucks. I'm so tired of hearing this. This happened not even not too long after the PMB rock situation. When are we going to decide that it is enough? When are we going to decide that we're going to fight our battles without bringing out a gun as a quick, you know, control, alt, delete situation? When are we going to stop that? When are we start gonna when are we gonna be more mindful that when we pull out those weapons, 
who those bullets are going to potentially hit. When are we going to stop? When are we going to stop? When, when are we going to start holding ourselves accountable for our choices? This is the type of stuff that I've been talking about since the first episode of this podcast. I... And then, and then the aftermath of the situation where I had heard that people was bringing out their phones and taking pictures and uploading them online and TMZ doing all this crazy Hollywood stuff. And the family had to find out. Are, are, are none of y'all thinking? And then I'm on TikTok and people are talking to podcasts and they're talking to whoever posting stuff on on Instagram saying, oh, well, I was there and I saw it. I don't know whether any of y'all witnesses have talked to the police or, or any detective or whoever before going to these blogs. But from what I'm seeing. Y'all are okay going to the blogs and okay to go into the podcast before even telling the police or Crime Stoppers or any of these people who can actually solve this case, who can actually get take off the justice he deserves. And I don't understand that. I, I really don't. Maybe I'm wrong. If if y'all who call yourselves the witnesses and y'all was there and y'all talked to the police before putting it on the blogs, okay, cool. But even then, why are you going to them in the first place? Now, some of y'all saying that y'all want to put the truth out there and y'all ain't comp chasing. That's one thing. But at the same time, y'all ain't even thinking about the family. Y'all not even offering them that privacy. That the details that they're hearing is not possibly coming from officers and, and people who could solve the case, but from people on the Internet claiming themselves to be witnesses and just whomever, whomever, people that weren't there, people who were there, people, people who got theories and stuff like that. They're here they're probably hearing it from them. And not getting none of those details from the police. Why? Why? So, nobody's telling me to say this, but I'm going to say this. If y'all, if there's anybody out there who has any type of information, go to the people that can actually help put this case together, help get take off justice for not only take off, but his family, for Quavo, for Offset. Don't go to the blogs. Don't go to the podcast. And I understand that there are some really funky people out in the world who probably wouldn't want this case to be solved. And there's probably people out there who are scared and want to remain anonymous for those reasons. And I understand that. But even if you were a witness or even if you were there, or you weren't there or just whatever, if there was any type of information, you can't put that stuff in anonymously. Now, I don't know everything, but I do know what's right and what's wrong. 
And what was wrong is that people were taking pictures. It was wrong that people was uploading those pictures online. It was wrong that TMZ and other publications thought it was a great idea to upload those pictures and, and talk about the situation in real time. You're, sensational, you're sensationalizing this man's passing. And I done had enough of it, personally. So we need to get it together because I'm not go I'm not trying to hear another three months from now that another rapper, another young black man done passed away from from gunfire, from a person wanting to grab their chain, from a person that had money issues with them, from a person that didn't like them because they come from this state or, or this neighborhood, whatever. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. People. We need to get it to freaking gather. Because what are we doing? My heart breaks for his family. And I am praying for everyone. And I really hope that they get the healing that they truly need right now. Um, I pray that takeoff gets the justice that he so desperately deserves. Because the last thing we need right now is another unsolved case involving another young black man or another young black rapper. We don't need that right now. Takeoff doesn't deserve it. His family doesn't deserve it. None of none of the rappers that's been dying the last 10 to 15 years or whatever they, none of them decided, none of them deserved it. I, I can't imagine what everybody is going through right now. I can only hope that Takeoff is in a much better place and that he had no regrets in this life and that he got to do everything that he wanted to do in this life. To Takeoff, I say thank you for your contributions to the culture. You will truly be missed. That wraps up this week's episode of That's My Jam. I hope everyone enjoyed it, despite, you know, the melancholy tone that this podcast took and the loss that the hip-hop community is dealing with. Next week's episode will be a little more lighthearted, so please stay tuned. Please rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Any feedback or questions, send them to That's My Jam 203 at gmail.com. This has been That's My Jam. I'm your host, Tammy, saying life's too short and time's too expensive. So please don't waste either of them.